Roll it. Welcome to another episode of the Church Meg Podcast. Eric Da here along with Jeremy Smith and Blessing Mbofu. Um, in, in the news for the last uh, quite a few weeks now, um, there has been a lot of talk about some of the um, signs, symbols, and monuments uh, across the United States, the world actually, and what they represent and what they mean and kind of a rethink on a lot of different things. And that's got us think, rethinking a few things here at Church Mag a little bit too, um, making us rethink like, what are we building? And what are we building? Whether it be actual buildings, maybe it be what we're building online, as a church as a whole, like, you know, what are we building? Um, we're building buildings. What? <laughs> 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 sounded sounded so much more complex. Yeah, n- no, but before but for we real, started, real, for real, like we're building buildings. Well, this is okay. Just all right. No, that's a good point. Blessing. Uh, like I tease you for not having anything to say, and then like suddenly, I'm like let me interrupt you while I go ahead and say something. Oh my gosh! Um, when you finally have something to say, I'm so rude. Okay, so this is an this is an observation I had. So like when we were in Italy. We there was a couple churches in the little town where my father in law was born. One was built in what year? All I remember is, and this is the important part, it was built before the United States, before quote unquote America was discovered. That's when that church was built, and they still use it to this day. And it has oh, okay. things. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Colum- you know the whole Columbus thing. Like we don't need to get into that. What I'm saying is, is that's how old the church was, the church building, and they were still using it, and it had things in it that were that old, and it was just so interesting because the building and its contents and everything were old enough that it would it would hold right to be in a museum in the United States due to its fabulous age yet it was just a common building in the town that was used every day it had been used for every day for hundreds and hundreds of years for the local church in the town and then up on the hill out away from the town center was a church that was built before the catholic church was established so you have this catholic church that was built before the united states was even even a colony or it was just indigenous americas americans that lived here and that was it like before the europeans invaded that church was built but it was a catholic church and then up on the hill next to the town there was an even older church that was established and built and used not currently used um unlike the church in town uh was built before the catholic church had been established so we're talking some serious first, second, third at most generation Christians built that in Italy. And yeah, like that is amazing that those things were built and they were used and they lasted. Meanwhile, fast forward in the United States, a lot of the churches, the architecture, um, it they're not going to be there that long. They're going to, you know, fade away and i realize the building isn't the church but the point is to your point blessing what are we building whether that be literally what are we building philosophically as a as a community whatever it may be what are we building and is it going to last and i I think it's interesting for me that 
Um, Something about. Sorry, I, I love, by the way, I love, 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 love all church buildings um, for a number of reasons, partly just because aesthetically, I just love how they're designed and they're built. But I also love some of the things that I see um, for me uh, that that kind of help me reflect. So stained glass, for example, um, it, it may sound funny, but there's just an appreciation. I actually, if I, any place I come across that has stained glass, I spend, I try to just spend time just looking at the story and the picture that it's telling. And, um, and so I look at a lot of the things there and from with that kind of eye to say, um, everything that was put there was put for a purpose and, and, and there was intentionality about each and everything because it meant something. It's, it's, it signified something. It's uh, in some instances, it's symbolic. Um, and it's a way of um, engaging uh, like if I can just like the sensory experience um, or sensory dimension to to some of my, the expression of my faith, um, because sometimes I need to see something just to inspire my imagination or thoughts, um, about God or about worship or, um, so I love that stuff, um, in some instances. And then in other places, I just, I've been to other spaces where I think what on earth, well, why on earth would they have put that there? And some of it makes sense and some of it, some of it baffles me when I think about, so for example, when I talk about like, well, one of the things we're building is buildings. I'm wondering if like the little church building, the buildings in, in beautiful Italy, if uh, posterity, if, if like a hundred years, 200 years from now, um, people would look back at us and say, this is great. Let's preserve, let's build this or, or oh, this was, oh, this is, this is terrible. Let's tear right. it down. <laughs> and, and it's interesting, you know, I love what you're saying about stained glass, you know, appreciating it and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, stained glass was as, as church tech, as media people, um, it's really cool to think about stained glass because it was an early medium for multimedia storytelling, right? You're giving people a visual um, especially in, in, in days and ages where not everyone was literate. Um, and so, uh, whether it be, so you could see and understand, right. The story, cause you couldn't actually read it or the fact that it, it highlighted and add added additional, um, dimension to, you know, the, the Bible being read or sermons being preached to be able to look over, you know, as they're talking about the crucifixion, seeing the stained glass of the crucifixion or, um, you know, the, the apostles casting their nets or, or whatever the stained glass may be a depiction of, um, in addition to, of course, the expression of art, but the fact that it was, it was also, uh, a, a powerful storytelling mechanism in that sense as well. Would you guys say that the stuff that's being built now is worth preserving? Like you guys are talking about, I would hope that the resources saved from building things that are not would be put towards things that are, I don't know is that that is the case. That's probably another topic for another podcast by a different name. <laughs> I would say, say that, that again, Eric? if, uh, okay, to Jeremy's, to Jeremy's 
question. Um, I don't believe we are building things that are worth keeping around. They're just not, generally speaking, modern. A lot of the modern buildings are are not like these these old chapels that are that are just oozing with art. But, but let me let me push back a little bit in in different contexts because why is it that we love the cathedral so much? You said it already, but if you were to like take a step back and and analyze, why is it that we love that so much? Well, a lot of it is just the the beauty of it, the absolute beauty of it, the craftsmanship, the the intentionality. What was the blessing you were saying? Just just the um, the layout and the design of them. If, yeah. if you've ever if you've ever sang in a in an in an older style building like that, oh, man. the, the, the acoustics. acoustics. Um, oh. And it's not to highlight those on stage either. It's you can actually hear the congregation yeah. singing as well, which is an, an mm. interesting dynamic. But beyond the yeah. architectural um, beauty, which by the way, I wanted to be an architect. It's historic of where the church was at at that moment, right? Mm. And our our desire to portray God through a creative lens and to creatively connect with God and to, to bring him in the fullness of worship and to amplify that, I totally agree. So what is our buildings today saying about us now, even if it's not through stained glass windows and, and uh, architecture that amplifies our... our mm-hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. What is it saying about us? And then the question goes back to, is that worth keeping to remember, even though the architecture kind of sucks? Because it's a warehouse, right? It's, um, a, it's a old yeah. outlet building. Wow. I mean, I, I I've got all like quite a lot of thoughts going through my head right now. The first one, the first one is that, um, you know, when you think about, I mean, so for example, when you think about some of the cathedrals, the history behind them, some of them took generations to build. That's how big the vision was. Um, yeah. In Spain, you still have, I've forgotten what it's called, that's still being built today. That's how big that vision was and that's how intricate it was. Yeah. So so one of the reasons I think some of the things that have lasted the way they have, it's because they've been built for so long and have been deeply held um, and passed on from one generation to another. So it's been a generational endeavor to actually build the physical thing yeah um so so then i think that uh you know in terms of the things that we're building being worth building i think the most significant things that we'll probably build are likely not to be physical um, right. anymore because of technological advancements and, and all that stuff. I well, mean, yeah, and it, a lot of it is is our, you know, American culture and how, how things are sure. built. It's basically, I, we're, our, design, our design is essentially within the church, at least modern, and I realize I'm focusing on the modern, at least right now, um, is mm-hmm. basically Ikea's for religious mm-hmm. facilities. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, that's a good way oh, to yeah. put it. Yeah. Pop-up culture yeah. for... Um, coffee shops and we got our big signs out front that are whites with mm. yellow and blue. We got people greeting you. We got organized traffic through yeah. everything. Right. But to be fair, mm. what is that saying? And is that worth saving to highlight in a thousand years in a, in a millennia? What's this part of church said, or should we get rid of it? Cause it's boring. 
And I wonder about that. Well, it's to me, it's more of a reflection of the transientness of the American culture. I, re, I recall this grand. I remember there was a there was a mall in Colorado, Cinderella City. It was it was when it first came out. It was like this amazing mall. It had multiple levels, and I mean, it was it was the thing, man. This mall. Um, and I, I got to go the first year that it was open. It was a big deal. We drove down to Denver and we went to it, and it was amazing. And um, that mall today is a neighborhood. They flattened it at some point, and now it's a it's apartments and homes, and it's a neighborhood now. And that really, to me, symbolizes where we're at as a culture or uh, here in, in a town that I live near, there was a, there was a restaurant fast food restaurant that was there that was built. And, uh, when it was bought out, they knocked it down and then they, they drove in, I think on like flatbed trucks or something like the pieces and assembled it. And then it was the new, a new fast food restaurant. There was no remodeling the old, they just flattened it and brought in a new one. And I think that that's very symbolic uh, or not symbolic, that's very true to the nature of, of how we are as a culture. And so and, and I would say that that's actually a good thing in some regards, because that means we're saving a whole lot of money on, on our buildings. We're trying to be attractive to people, but ultimately for the message that we're sending. And again, I realize I'm glossing over so much stuff here, but at least as far as our church is concerned. The church that I go to, it is a warehouse with a big white sign. I'm literally painting. Like when I was talking about that, that's my church. Uh, they mm-hmm. still have the warehouse beams up on the top. You can look up and see them. It's one big building and then it's divided up into places. And, and so that's how it looks on the inside. It used to be a shopping mall and they bought the whole complex and converted it. But the point of it isn't to make a big fancy thing, to spend a ton of money, to make sure that everything looks wonderful. It's, hey, we put this up great, but it's quick, Ikea-like, right? And we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to engage people, to serve the community, to do the things that we want to do. And to be fair, the, we put up a building um, 30 miles away that's a satellite ministry. We put another one up 20 minutes away that's another satellite. Again, in about three months, we had it all set up and going because we wanted to get established because it's not really about the building. And yet Hmm. I have a feeling that that's going to get lost because the architecture is not great. There's a paradox here that I'm just, um, uh, just, I mean, just turning around in my mind. The first thing is when I think about the old cathedrals, the idea was, you know, it was obviously built with the community. Different things came in at different times because there were, there was a different emphasis. So for example, the, the acoustics needed to, um, facilitate, I mean, play, played a part in, in communal worship. So it wasn't, it wasn't a person standing in front, um, singing a song and, and, and it's optional. You could join. It was, we are now singing. We are now together in worship. And then the pulpits were made bigger at at a different period in time because we wanted to emphasize um, the importance of the word and, um, you know, uh, and so, you know, so over time, I think, I think the, the, one of the things that I'm just, um, over time, the structures, the physical things have had, have, have, have played a part in determining 
how people express their faith um, in community or in worship when they gathered. Um, uh, and, uh, and I'm just wondering about this relationship between the things that we are making important at different times. So yeah. I know of church buildings that uh, when they were taken over the pulpit basically took half the church. I mean, like <laughs> it was so elaborate. You had steps and, uh, you know, uh, levels going up. And then you had um, in my own city, um, like here in, in, in Cape Town, there's a, a church with the largest, um, what you call dome roof, uh, like in, I think it's in the Southern Hemisphere, um, freestanding thing. The pulpit was so big when they were remod, when they were renov, what you call this, when they were like extending the church or the building, making it bigger, mm-hmm. that they had to, they basically had to destroy the entire building and rebuild the church around the pulpit. That's how big it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so the question I think that we need to be thinking about is what are we actually emphasizing mm-hmm. with the physical spaces that we're building? But at the same time, its significance in a more spiritual sense, um, because you know, anyway. yeah. Because I find it interesting. One aspect I find interesting is what does it say about your permanence in a place, right? You know, like how long do you plan on being here? You know, like there, there's some of that in there. And then when we think about like where do we like to live? You know, when you pick a home, what's it like? And then how does that compare to how we do that with churches? And I'm not saying anything is right or wrong. And I think a lot of it really leans on culture as well in how we translate those things. Um, I guess ultimately at the end of the day, I think it's just important for us to think about those things in both the physical and to all of our points, the spiritual as well. Like, what are we building and what is going to last the longest? Because I believe, like Jeremy pointed out, um, that it is wise to not indulge and spend a lot of money on on some of these things um, while neglecting real needs that we should be meeting, right? Like, because sometimes, you know, you see some of these big cathedrals and you're like, wow, it's great you spent all that money. Did you help anybody? Like, there's this fine line. And, you know, maybe at the end of the day, it's a heart issue. Um, but I think being mindful of it and thinking about it, I think is what's most important so that you can adjust adjust where you're at, whether it be thinking more about, like Jeremy said, what are we building with people or kind of what we've outlined? Are you building something uh, that says we're going to be here for a long time? Or are you allowing space for more art and expression and, and symbolism? Just to think about it and to make adjustments where it's, where it's needed. It'll be interesting to see what wow. is taken from this time and, and identified as memorable absolutely absolutely and we should and we should we should be that thoughtful and intentional at all times the question is do you enjoy the church mag podcast we hope you do send us an email podcast at church mag and tell us what you love about the church mag podcast and be sure to leave us a review on itunes we love them the church mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com 